The Supreme Report with attorney Tom Winslow on the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. Talk 94.5. That's me on guitar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you feel it already? <laughs> huh? What you want? It is 8.35 on the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. It is the Supreme Report with Tom Winslow. And uh, you got a pile. I got you a got, pile, girl. You got a steaming pile of Supreme Court. <laughs> so it's, you, like, it's like our current politics. A big old steaming <laughs> pile of something. So if you shut your trap, we can get to his pile. Yes, I'll shut. Oh. Oh, 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 man. Funny. Starting early. Here we go. Funny. All well, right. She promised me food, and I know she was lying, so I'm giving it I know, back to her. I know, I know, I know. Wait a minute. She promised you food? Yeah, why aren't you bringing food? Why aren't you bringing? I'm the one coming here. <laughs> did, you, did you know that why the guests no are supposed here? to bring food? Guess did you know I've been coming here for like a year now? And we've never been. Fed. It's an entrance. I barely well, get coffee. You're supposed to bring the food. <laughs> I should be wearing a uniform and just work like work release. <laughs> like work release. Speaking of uniforms, you brought in a story about that. Um, and uh, you know, you know, you usually come in a uniform with a shirt and tie, right? It's like a uniform. Uh, I'm skipping the tie right skipping now. Skipping the tie. It's okay. It's hot outside. But That's true. Um, it is hot outside. <laughs> but you have um, uh, really interesting. I guess a, a prisoner that was serving a life prison decided that. He wants to show his fashion sense instead of wearing the uniform, he, he, you know. So, you know, I love bringing these stories from our, our U.S. Supreme Court and our state Supreme Court. And there were literally like 10 cases from the U.S. Supreme Court, which are all really boring cases. Yeah. Right. Like they're getting, wet, getting rid of the boring stuff before they get to the really hot stuff that we all know what's Roe coming v. down Wade's the road. Roe supposed to right? come this week, We know right? coming down the road. So mm-hmm. I was like, I am not pulling those stories out. Everyone on listening on the radio is going to be sleeping by the time I get to talking about <laughs> secure transactions and stuff. But I did find this story in the state of South Carolina where a person serving a life sentence in South Carolina uh, filed a case with the, with the court. And the South Carolina Supreme Court ruled that an inmate wearing a striped uniform is not considered cruel and unusual punishment. So basically, a prisoner filed a case with the court. Is he bored? Is he practicing ha- law school? And, and he's just he's just playing, right? He's got nothing, he's serving a life sentence. So he's like, if I have to wear a uniform, that's cruel and unusual punishment because everybody knows who I am. Yes, that's why you wear a uniform. So they know who you are. <laughs> so they know you're an inmate. What about the punishment <laughs> side of all this? Yeah. No, no, no. The punishment's okay. Him being behind jail for the rest of his life, not a problem. But him having to wear a uniform <laughs> while he does it, that was the problem. That's cruel and unusual. What lawyer would spend time on that? I don't know if a lawyer did. He might have just done it himself. Oh. But, I mean... Okay. He's got way too much time. He's like, they, this is all about having to wear a uniform on work release. He needs more work. <laughs> right. If you've if you got enough time to file this lawsuit, exactly. he needs, give him more work. Get, get him a job at the Foot Locker. Get him a job at the Foot Locker. That's the same uniform. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just saying. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's, right. Good that's true. Right. I, I work at the Foot Locker. But, this, but the stripes go a different direction. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just crazy. I mean, to say that a uniform is, you know, and he was saying this is his, his play. His play was wearing a striped uniform was cruel and unusual because they normally wear typical orange ones. Hmm. Not, he didn't want to wear the stripes. It made him look fat. He didn't want to wear the stripes. I guess yeah. they were horizontal stripes, yeah. not vertical stripes. I mean, look fat and not tall. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. What it is. Just, you know, too much time on their hands. Oh, oh. talking about someone else has too much time on their hands. Oh, my uh, God. This is the story that never. You know, there's a podcast about this. Oh, I mean, I'm sure there's a hundred of them by now. <laughs> and you know, the, the funny thing to me is that this whole thing. Okay, so we're talking about Murdoch here, guys. This whole thing started. Oh, this clown. This, <laughs> was this whole thing started right because his wife and his son were killed? Yeah. We still, I still don't hundred percent know who killed his wife and yeah, son. Yeah, and now that now the housekeeper. But you then know, it goes to his nanny. Then it goes to his yeah. clients. I still don't know the root cause of this was his wife and son being murdered. 
And I have no idea who actually ended up doing that. Wait, root cause? We have a specialist in office right now that likes to find the root causes. Yeah, root cause searcher. Yeah. (laughs) So, so Murdaugh has finally, right? I mean, it's been a year. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Has finally been called by the state supreme court to be uh, put up to see whether or not his license should be revoked and he should be disbarred. We need to think about this due to his egregious ethical misconduct. (laughs) It's taken a year. Why? I don't know. COVID. 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 I don't know. Blame it on COVID. Look, man, I've had people complain about me. That's okay. They complain about me. But it's never taken them a year to say, Tom, I need to talk to you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and and really, I didn't do what he did. <laughs> that's really unbelievable. I know. So it's taken this long to make a, such a decision about... I don't know. They haven't even made, well, they haven't even made the decision. They've actually called him to be there in person to face the Supreme Court regarding his egregious ethical misconduct. Um, he's I, in so much trouble. I mean, he, you, you think he's in so much trouble? I mean, come on. He will be wearing stripes forever. Every, it's like every week. It feels like there's another charge put against yeah. him for something, right? It's amazing. It's uh, yeah. it's, it's what leads to that reputation some attorneys have, I guess, when you mm-hmm. have people like that. Yeah. But, hey, you know what? He's not been found guilty yet. So, you know, <laughs> he's, he's just alleged at this point. <laughs> just alleged. All right. We are uh, talking with Tom Winslow of Winslow Law, the Supreme Report. What else you got for us? Oh, you know what? This, this story kind of goes along with that a little bit. And so because we're talking about attorneys and talking about uh, how they get along with each other and other people, uh, Ginsburg, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, yes. and Antonin Scalia, uh, their their charities basically have created a fellowship. So this is brand new, right? Both of these individuals passed away. They were on the. They always said they were great friends. Yeah, they're on the United, exactly what this is about. They're on the United States Supreme Court. They were great friends. Obviously, two completely opposite sides of the spectrum, mm-hmm. right? One, I would almost say, very liberal. One, very conservative. Completely two different sides. Right. Well, their fellowships they have brought together an organization uh, to promote. Uh, lawyers to get along with each other. Now, that's interesting, right? <laughs> like, like they're yeah. literally creating a fellowship, they're creating an organization lawyers? to help lawyers. Not judges. Not judges. To help lawyers become better friends. Now, Do you we, want to be friends with more lawyers? Well, we, in South Carolina, it got so bad and so contentious that they actually, you have to take a civility oath. You have to literally stand up and say, <laughs> I will be nice to everybody around me. Basically. Is it really that bad? And so that's how it got. So when I was sworn in, I had to take a civility oath that I'll be nice to judges, I'll be nice to other attorneys, I'll be nice to my clients. Because they people lawyers were just weren't being nice. And the problem is is that you get and and clients do this all the time. I want a pit bull, I want a bulldog. Well, here's the thing. When nobody likes you, nobody wants to work with you. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not going in there and fighting for me. Right? Nobody likes you, nobody wants to work with you. And so you fight when you have to. Yeah. When you don't have to fight, you don't fight. Yeah. You try to work out the situation. You try to sort out the best solution. Because mm-hmm. the truth, attorney should be an attorney and counselor, right? You can't be a jerk and be a counselor. Right. What right. about that old joke? Why don't sharks eat lawyers? Yeah. yeah that's Occupational right. courtesy. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> and, that's a, and so to me, it's a little bit sad and funny that <laughs> the charities of these two Supreme Court justices who have passed have decided the best way to spend their money is trying to make lawyers like each other. How are they going to do that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're going to make you all go? Put them in a room together and just have them talk on a sofa. Oh, gosh. Have some coffee like friends. Sounds a lot like a safe place. A safe place. (laughs) (laughs) A safe place. Right? So, you know, maybe maybe someone will sit down with Murdoch while he's uh, behind his bars and become his friend. Make him nice. I don't know if you can do that. So when I saw that article, I was like, whoo, man, where have we gone? Right? Because I agree. I mean, there's no reason lawyers and judges and clients, everyone shouldn't just get along. But, you know, you fight when you need to fight, and you get along when you need to get along, and you try to get things worked out mm-hmm. when you get them worked out. Yeah. There's no need. But to well, you know, say- I always, when I was watching TV and I'll watch these trials, it always kind of made me feel funny when I would see the two opposite sides, lawyers. Yeah, like, shake hands and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, don't they hate each other? 
Like yeah. I would think they would. Well, you know, and the, you know, I've been doing this now for you know going on sixteen years. Actually, sixteen going on seventeen years. And um, you know, I, I had trial last week, two weeks ago. Shook the defendant's hand and shook the um, hmm. counsel hand, judge, judge's hand. Look, it's a job. You walk in, you do your mm-hmm. job, you fight hard. It's like a sporting and you walk event. Out. Yeah. It's like you're sparring and you're trying to outsmart the other side it's with your personal. brain. Yeah, you don't do a person. It's not facts. personal about it. So yeah. it's not like law and order. Yeah, no, it's not like law and order. Oh, okay. Like it's not personal because again, you know, the key for for a legal case, the true key for the legal system is cooperation mm-hmm. and trying to find out what's best for the system and not what's best for a person, mm. right? Because when you try to win for a person, then you're more likely to cheat the system. And you never want to cheat the system because then you bring dishonor and discredit to the system and people involved in it. Welcome to the jokes you hear, right? Yeah. And so so what we have to do is we have to respect everybody within the system so that way people will respect the system itself. Right? Yeah. And so so to, to walk in and all you want to do is fight with somebody for one singular person, well, unless that one singular person is going to be your only client for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. you're going to be dealing with a lot of people that now you've hurt and now you've made mad right. at you Burn because of your disrespect, and, right? Yeah. And so you've got to find that counselor role and you've got to find that civility. And it's a shame that in a profession, what other profession has a civility oath? You have to swear to be nice to everybody. Like that's, that's <laughs> Thank the Thank God oath, I didn't have to right? sign that a year. And then you have, then you have, yeah, <laughs> right? And then they create a fellowship. They create the study to try to get people to like each other. In the, in the, like, yeah. I mean, think about what other job has that. I mean, that's, it's silly. But that's mm-hmm. what they're doing. They're creating a fellowship for to train lawyers to get along. That's okay. literally what the headline says. All right. A kinder, gentler lawyer. Kinder, gentler lawyer. Talking about getting along, um, I'm assuming that this individual, Nicholas Roski, who came armed to Kavanaugh's house. Yeah, what was this Court, story? Yeah, our Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh um, has a home in Maryland. And a California man flew from California to his home uh, with weapons, actually got to the house, called his sister and told his sister that he felt like he wanted to kill Kavanaugh and he might need some help. Mm-hmm. The sister held him up, called the police, and the police came and got him. And he was just put in front of a judge in Maryland, and he faces up to 20 years uh, or life in prison due to what he wanted to do. And so, you know, I mean, talking about de- you know, kind of de-escalating the system, I mean, the sister to be able to do that mm-hmm. is incredible, one, right? Well, yeah. But, I mean, for for you to feel so... Like this Supreme Court is mm-hmm. so vilified that they are the target. They are the enemy when they're simply doing their job. Right. It's not an attorney's job to be liked. I say mm-hmm. it's not a judge's job to be liked. It's their job to do their job. Right. Right. When they want to be liked and that becomes popularity. That's the problem we have with our honestly, that's the problem we have with politicians mm-hmm. is they want to be liked so they can get votes. It's not necessarily what their job is. Their job I is was, not to be liked. I was actually I was really actually surprised that 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 leaked opinion said that they mm-hmm. were going to you know, side against Roe v. Wade. I don't know if I'm the only one who thought that. I mean, the leak alone was shocking. But I, I to me, that kind of felt like it came from left field. Even though I know that we had these um, three new justices that mm-hmm. were conservative, I felt like um, that they were saying they were going to uphold precedences. And Well, they are upholding precedent. This is the thing. They're not ruling against Roe v. Wade. We talked about this before. They're not ruling against mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade. They're ruling in favor of state rights. If it's not yeah. contained within... Yeah, but our... they were specifically asked about Roe v. Wade. Well, yeah, that's what that case is. Mm-hmm. But if you... Uh, and we haven't... And I haven't seen, you know, the final ruling, right? We saw the leaked right. version of it, like the draft. Mm-hmm. But the draft doesn't say, we find against abortion. Mm-hmm. The draft says, right. we find that this is a topic left for the states. So this is not a topic for the federal government. And that is what our government is. Our government says if it's not within our governing documents, then it is a state decision. That's literally the 10th Amendment. If it's not within these these amendments, it's not within our governing documents, the state gets to make that choice. Mm-hmm. So they're ruling in favor of state rights, which is the precedent. Right. Right. So they're actually ruling in – they're being very consistent. 
that if it is not a federal topic, it should be a state topic. But how did it last for 50 years? Because you have Justice Blackman, you have other justices who try to pull these niches out to fit a political narrative. That is not right. what the, that's not what the court is for. It's not what the law is for. It's honestly not what politics is for. Well, now we have all these women and, and we, we have a lot of people now coming out for abortion mm-hmm. in such a way that it actually reveals what they wanted. Well, it's like Jane's Revenge, right? Mm-hmm. And they're, yeah. they're, they're firebombing you know, pro-life mm-hmm. places now. Yeah. Right. And I saw an article the other day that says, uh, and it's clearly media narrative that says, uh, Supreme Court to take away your right to abortion. Number one, it's not a right mm-hmm. unless it's within our governing documents, right? Those are the rights are within the governing documents. God given rights are within those governing documents. This is a political narrative that was put as a judgment. It's an opinion mm-hmm. of the court that it is allowed. It's not a right. It is allowed. And they're still saying it is allowed. Mm-hmm. You still have the right. You still have the ability. Well, it's not not allowed. It's just left up to the so. state of where it's going to happen or not happen. Right. Right. And so no one's taking anything away. And it's definitely not a right. Right. Because all of our rights come from God in this country. They don't come from man. When you put your focus on man having the rights, the man can take away the rights. Mm-hmm. Right. When God gave you rights, you have those rights for the rest of your life as long as you believe in him and you follow him. And your right to life. And your right to life. Right? Is... And, that's, and we talked about this before. The perspective is the perspective from the woman who's pregnant or is the perspective from the baby who needs right. to be, be protected. All right. What's the perspective you're coming from? Mm-hmm. And, and, and until you actually view the other side's perspective, it's hard to rationalize what they're doing. Which there's is why only one perspective. This. Well, there's only, only God's perspective, yeah, right? Right. And, and that's how the country's founded. <laughs> right. That, the, so to me, there's really no discussion. Whether you like it or not, that's the country's founded upon God. Just and because you rights. can do something doesn't mean you should do it. I say that all the time, especially with people driving. Just because you can come out doesn't mean you should come out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> look, look, right? Yes, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. No, right? right. I yeah. mean, we talk about that with cloning. Yeah, we say you shouldn't clone well, humans. Well, let's go. Let's go even simpler. Ethics. Cigarettes. A lot of people smoke. Mm-hmm. Probably people listening smoke. Mm-hmm. Right. And almost everyone nowadays goes, "I probably shouldn't be smoking, but I'm still smoking." Right. Right. Yeah. Just because you sh- can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Right. Same. Probably most people with you know drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably shouldn't be drinking, but hey, you know what? I'm gonna have a drink. Right. Right. I mean, it's just it's all about it's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of this country is free will and freedom. Yeah. But you, there are but you're not allowed to that. drive drunk and kill somebody. You're not allowed to impact someone else with your actions. Right. And when you're when you're pregnant and you have a child, are you impacting someone else? Yes. yes. The child within you. Mm-hmm. The question, of course, then becomes when does that become human? Why are we arresting women when their babies are born high? That's exactly right. Well, and I, <laughs> I, 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 actually, I had an argument. This is what I do. I, I saw my father for Father's Day. I saw my sister. Oh God! I know, right? You're one of those. I saw my sister. They what they what they say? What they? And so my sister, <laughs> my sister says, "Well, that child can't take care of itself." And I said, "When your child is born at nine months, it can't take care of itself. <laughs> right. A child can be born at five months and still live. It can't take care of itself. Right? Honestly, I probably can't take care of myself without my wife. Right? <laughs> like, and when so I become you, eighty, I can't take care of what myself. What did they say? What did she say? And she says, "I I understand, right? Like, yeah. it's like it's so. Like, if you can't take care of yourself, you should be killed. That's right. You you don't you know? have a right to life. You, you can't don't take have care a right yourself. to life. Yeah, you're too old. Uh, euthanize yeah. everybody. Right. So, just well, that, that's killing where, everybody. That's where start, just kill with, everybody. It started with euthanization. It's like yeah, yeah same. You know, euthanization, death penalty, all that. Right. Do I have the right to take someone else's life? No, God has the right to take someone else's life, not so me. So wait a minute. If that mother who's getting high, drunk, on crack, heroin, whatever, damaging that unborn child, mm-hmm. to get out of doing that, mm-hmm. that whatever the legal thing is, what would it be? Uh, child, what would, child, child endangerment? endangerment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, she, what if she just did a self-abortion? Well, not see, not just that. But no, let's is, go, that, is that okay then? Of course not, right? But let's go. Let, let's well, go wait, isn't that what they're go, saying? Well, because we had a case like that in Texas. If you remember, we talked about mm-hmm. it actually. A case like that in Texas. But if someone kills another person who's pregnant, 
Mm-hmm. They get charged with two. If right. you get a car accident with someone who's pregnant and that baby gets injured or something happens to that baby, what's you get the charged. difference is my point. What's the difference is my point as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Right? Thank if, if, you. It's a, if it's a human being in one circumstance, well, then no, why is it because, not human being in another circumstance? Because the baby's wanted. Oh, the baby's wanted. If the baby's not wanted, then you can kill the well, baby. That's a decision made at the time of conception, <laughs> not at the time after conception. Exactly. How well, come we don't know about the leak yet, by the way, too? Oh, they're they're investigating, but you know, right now we have a certain administration. That we still don't know somebody. about we still I, know about Hunter Biden yet. So <laughs> I think they know and they're waiting till this thing is released, which should be what, July ish? Yeah, it's gonna be probably yeah, by and the end of then July. Then they'll tell you who it is. What thing is released? Well it's gonna be interesting to see where they come this from. Decision. I thought it was coming this week. No, the decision is, but the leak he's talking about. Yeah. Oh, I thought I think it'll come or- after. It'll come after. Yeah, that, because then it's done, and they're all home and they're in their little bunkers. We'll find out. I know it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's just—it's so, infuriating. So many, so many stories, so many things going on with the courts, and um, here we are talking about their personal lives and about their personal activities. Yeah. Just, cast a shadow on the whole situation. But thank you for having me. All right, Tom <laughs> Winslow of Winslow Law, the Supreme Report. You can catch his radio show. Yes, on Sundays. Yeah. Listen up. All right, what time? 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock on Sundays. You can listen to Tom Winslow on the air here on Talk 94.5, or you can go onto your website. Go to the website, winslowlawyers.com, or give us a call, 843-357-9301. Sign up for the newsletter. You'll get all sorts of interesting things in oh, your yeah. email. Especially today's. This going to be fun. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, thanks, Tom. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Andy Hazel with Edward Jones next. The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. Back in a bit on Talk 94.5. All right, we were just talking with Ryan Fultz of PCRX Computers, and we were telling you about a situation with network security. And I was just talking to Tom about that as well. You know, network security is a big concern of business owners, and uh, real serious business owners seriously look at cybersecurity threats. And the best way to do it is to get PCRX computers on your side. Now, if you want to protect your business from ransomware, you need to learn more about protecting your bank accounts, your client data, their bank accounts, your reputation, and all of that. Well, then you're going to want to be part of our seminar that's going to be happening at the Reckless Rooster on June 30th. Now, everybody who participates will get a free $12,000 network security vulnerability check absolutely free, I tell you. Yeah, it costs like $12,000 to have hackers go into your system and find all the security holes and tell you what they are. And um, 